I got this great bit because I'm a science teacher. Think like a proton, because they're always positive. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Dave Mulder. I'm Abby DeGrill. And I'm Matt Beamers. As always, we want to thank you for allowing the three of us to be here with you. We want to thank you for joining us in the hallway. Each week, one of us brings a question, and we try to think creatively around it in the context of Christian education. And our deep hope is that you are enriched and encouraged in your own work, and maybe even in your everyday walking around life. While we have a long list of topics we want to talk about, we want to know what hallway conversations you'd like to hear. So if you have ideas or questions or feedback about this podcast for us, or simply want to share what hallway conversations you're having, please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Well, friends, you might know, um, okay, the Clifton Strengths Finder, if you're not mm -hmm. familiar, is a way of describing uh, what you're good at, what you, the way God has made you to be, you could say it that way. Um, and I've taken the Strengths Finder several times, and people who know me, no one is ever surprised to hear that positivity is in my top five. <laughs> in a shocking development. <laughs> yeah. No one is surprised to hear yeah. it. Okay. Um, and, and I would say I've learned how to leverage positivity to my benefit, to my advantage as a teacher. But my question for you today, and the thing that I'm wondering about, is there ever a point when positivity becomes toxic? Maybe toxic's too strong, so I'll even phrase it. Maybe, is there ever a point when positivity becomes problematic? Hmm. Well... I had a conversation today with my... <laughs> today? Yes. Uh, so I am married to a wonderful guy who calls... He'll say it. I'm the ideas guy, right? Like, he's the fun. Sure. He is positive. He yeah. also probably would have that um, strength. And he is full of, yeah, it'll be awesome. This will be the best, right? And I'm usually... That's Anyone who knows me will also not be surprised to know that I'm like the, well, what about this and this and this and this realist, uh, right. right, with the whole deal. And so I think sometimes as a wife in relationship to someone who is very positive, sometimes I feel like if I give in to that, which I'm prone to do because he's, he's a great salesman, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes I end up carrying the load of that. Mm. And so problematic a little bit in the sense that when we don't... It, look at this from all angles and think all the way around it like I'm prone to do and I just go with the positivity and it'll be great <laughs> then sometimes I end up carrying a heavier load mm. at the end of that deal that I get a little bit annoyed at sure yeah so that can be I don't know how that works out in the context of school but if if we have ideas people right mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. who aren't also willing then to think about what actually will go into that idea and who is responsible for carrying out that idea, yes. I think it can build resentment. Right. Yeah. I'm, so, that's my personal. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, la <laughs> I'm laughing as you're telling that story. Because it's not, we're not talking about education necessarily right now, but I, somewhere we'll make the jump over <laughs> there. But, but I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about my, my dear bride and all the good ideas that I come with and, and so often, and, and I love gathering people together. I love I love hosting people at our place. Sure. We love 
you know, having students over, um, and and it often looks like it often looks like me texting her, hey, like, should we have these people over, and and should we have them? Should we make lunch for them? And her <laughs> paraphrasing paraphrasing her texts back sometimes, she'll basically be saying like. Are you asking me if we should do this, or have you already made the plans? Right, right? <laughs> which often looks like her having to get up early on a Sunday morning, let's say, and make soup for for twenty people, right? right? And right. It's, and I and so there's this there's this fine line of like, yes, let's gather the people, let's yeah. let's you know build community, which are all good things and all things she values. Sure. But I somehow, as do I. As do you. Absolutely, you do. Absolutely, you do. do you do. But it's this idea of sort of um, what are all the things that need need to happen yeah. for that to happen, right? right? And and I th and I wonder sometimes if I think about that now, even if I think about that as as a principal or yeah. as a as a teacher in a classroom, this idea of these are all great ideas. But at some point, you how do you also put legs to them? How do you mm -hmm. actually make them mm -hmm. make them come alive? And I hope, you know, that people would see me as an encourager and, like I say, mm -hmm. gathering people yep. and building community. Um, but it and those are good things. But they become toxic when when unintentionally or, or maybe even intentionally, like to be open to that. That somehow I I send this message of of almost like. You should almost be ashamed for how you're feeling. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. right? right. Like you're you're so pos like I'm yeah. so positive that it almost puts shame on the other mm -hmm. on the other person for feeling what they're feeling, and that is toxic. And mm -hmm. I appreciate you saying it that way because I, I guess I'm looking at this as someone who is self-admitted I'm super positive, mm -hmm. and I tend to oh, but but I don't want to come off like I'm just bright siding everything. Like, but yeah. look right. on the bright side, yeah. we can right. see. Yeah. But there is a sense for me that, like, I do tend to see things. I do tend to look on the bright mm -hmm. side, and like, I which is good though, Dave. Right, There's nothing wrong with that. I shouldn't feel bad about that. But at the same time, if I'm like leaning my positivity so hard that other people feel like, well, I can't actually say how I feel or what I think about this, that probably is mm -hmm. not appropriate. And I, I'm just thinking about how hard things are in school. Right yeah. for, yeah. for teachers, right? Yeah. Like, this is hard. The the well, work we do as educators and this is hard. This year has been hard. Yes, right. Yes. And yeah. so to just acknowledge yes. that it can be hard, and yeah, I can still find things to be joyful about, even though two it's things hard. can be true. Both of those things can yeah. be true at the same time. Yeah. I can. At the last school I was at on Fridays, uh, it was one of the highlights of my week. Was Fridays at lunch we would have Pokemon card club. Nice. And so 20, 30 kids would bring their Pokemon cards and we would hang out at the tables. And I can remember um, a student, They would sometimes they would trade cards. Mm -hmm. And in the trading of the cards, a, a six or seven year old student lost a card that to him was very valuable. And it was upsetting and it was emotional and this card was lost. And I can remember, like as you guys are talking, I'm thinking about how emotional that was for him. And I think I, my first reaction to that, true confession, was something like, well, you have so many other cards. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, just, it's just a card. Like, it'll be okay. Yeah. And it's like, and as we're talking right now, I'm like, I want to go back to that student. Because in that moment, that, was a, that, yeah. that is a really big deal. He's That's lost right. his Pokemon card. 
He's not. He doesn't have the the experience of no. someone in their forties. He's a six year old <laughs> yeah. student yeah. who's lost his favorite card, and so that feeling is real. And so I'm relating that to even in our classroom, right? That mm. that it's easy to look at our students and their feelings, and we can want to minimize those mm. things as adults. Mm -hmm. Come on, because you know, like this is nothing. Wait till you're twenty, or wait till right. you're thirty. Like it gets way, it gets Everything's way tougher. Harder. Everything's <laughs> harder, right? But but high schoolers, adolescents, yeah. is hard. It's so hard, Abby. It's I so teach, hard. you know, I teach two courses on adolescent development here, and I say that to my students all the time. We often start with my teacher education students. Mm -hmm. What was middle school like for you? I ask them to go back a yeah. little bit, and yeah. I ask them to put themselves back in those oh, situations. That sends a shiver up my spine I, right? just thinking right? about it. Absolutely. But, but this is the reality that those students are living, yeah. and if yeah. and they can't learn unless they feel safe mm -hmm. to do so, mm -hmm. right? And so um, a great parenting and teaching overlap so much for me, right? Yeah. So when you're telling that story, I think I learned a great phrase from a parenting expert that's, um, that's not how you wanted that to happen. Hmm. That's not what you wanted to happen, mm -hmm. right? And just that validation yeah. of that's really tough. That's not what you wanted yeah. to happen. Yeah. It's, it's acknowledging how big of a deal that is for the yeah. student and giving them that time to regulate, right, um, in, in their yeah. own emotions and just be be seen. And I feel like yeah. that's what our adolescents need, too. This is, you're really busy. Yeah. This is a really busy time for you. Yeah. I can see where it's hard to get that assignment done. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that empathy and yeah. that understanding, like, seeing them and seeing yeah. their lives and not dismissing them. Yeah. Because I, it might get harder when you're an adult. Right. Yeah, and I wonder then too. Sometimes when we when we gloss over it or come come with some of that mm. positivity, is is what we're what we're teaching them is is avoid the hard things mm -hmm. or don't admit or, that they're hard. or don't admit don't admit that they're hard, right? And and I, I I know I've done this, and where you know people will ask, you know, how how's it going? And and for some reason I. It's probably a pride thing. Maybe it's related to my Enneagram thing. I'm not <laughs> sure, but but the things always have to be good. Mm -hmm. Things always have to be good, right? Like don't don't tip your hand that you're having a bad day. Don't you know? Like I'm mm -hmm. I'm a, you know whether it's to my students or um, to my you know whether it's my family or as a school principal or, or to our colleagues, right? It's great. This is like you know. We, we, you know, we often say, and it's true, we get to do this. That's right. Mm -hmm. yep. And we do get to do this, and it's a privilege. But, but I have to remind myself that even though it's a privilege, it can be wearisome and it can be tiresome, mm -hmm. right? And, and to admit that, it, and, and sometimes even how do you model that? Not that I have to be in despair or that things, mm -hmm. there always has to be something wrong too. Right. But to be, to be in a place where you can say, like, just like an adolescent, Mm -hmm. You know, to, to name that, to name that for ourselves, mm -hmm. right? That it's also okay to be hard or, or that we're grumpy or the class mm -hmm. didn't go the way that I wanted. And that's hard for me because I have a ton of pride, right? Like, oh, like oh, I yeah. got to nail it every time. Yeah. Like, it's got to be great. Like, it's But teaching is so incredibly complex. Yeah. So incredibly mm -hmm. complex. Mm -hmm. My freshman came to that realization yesterday in class. Oh, yeah. Right? We were talking about ways to take everything we've learned and what does it look like when it actually gets to the classroom from the year, right? And that was, we did a thoughts, questions, and epiphanies on, on this little presentation that they did um, that Matt actually watched in my class the other day. We did kind of a, a debrief of that, and that was one somebody's epiphany. This is really hard. Oh, yeah. This is a lot of things to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Right. But, but to name that yeah. and, and not excuse it, like we, we recognize it. Okay, so so what? It, it is hard. And uh -huh. are you going to do it anyway? Yep. And are you going to lean into and that? That's, yeah, it's beautiful work, but yeah. it's so complex. Yeah. yeah. Which is great because I think even in doing that, then you're, you know, you're helping your students manage their emotions rather than deny them. <laughs> like yeah. rather than deny yeah. them, right? right? Like, no, it'll be, like I said, it'll be fine or... Or, you know, like, and, and not to make light of this, because because we do know that God is good. But that's mm -hmm. that's when people are having a hard day. Like, that's that's not what I, yes, mm -hmm. I know God is good. But right now, things really are hard. Like, mm -hmm. and, and again, both those things can mm -hmm. be true, well, right? Look at, there's a whole book of the Bible called Lamentations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Like, it's okay to acknowledge that sometimes things are hard. Yes. And yeah. that's part of our human experience. We can, we can be whole people and experience the whole range of human emotions yes. as, as educators too. So Dave, let me ask you this as someone, you know, like when we started, you talked about this idea of, of someone who comes as a, a with a positive mindset and, and yeah. I do and I, and I genuinely appreciate that so much. Like, and it's, it's good and it's helped me on those days where it's like, like yeah. you say, like, right. we're okay. Like there's tons of great things happening. How have you learned to discern what the moment calls for? Ooh, that's such a yeah, good Yeah, because I have never gotten toxic positivity no. from you. Oh, well, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, right? like, good positivity, yes, but when I've been feeling upset, I have never yeah. felt like I can't yeah. talk to Dave about it well, because he's going yeah. to poo-poo my concerns. <laughs> never have yeah. I felt that way. Yeah. So, so I, I guess I'm thinking of this back in the days of yore when I was a middle school teacher, um, and, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus as I say this, right? Because I've been in this situation too, right? But do you ever remember those feelings when you walked into the staff room and you could just tell, like, taking the temperature of the room, mm -hmm. ooh, it is a negative yeah. space here, I'm out, and mm -hmm. to avoid it. And there's times where I feel like for us as teachers, because our work is hard, we need to be able to talk about the hard stuff. Yeah. And sometimes the staff room is where that happens, right? And yeah. some days you just got to be able to vent your spleen. But to not wallow in that, mm -hmm. I guess, and I'm, I'm trying to get my hands around for myself. Like, how do I make that determination, right? Like, so you gotta have people, like, and you two having that, or two of my people who I feel like when I am having that rough yeah. time, like, I know I can share that yeah. with you, and like, that's okay to let it yeah. off, get it off my chest and let it go. Um, when I'm in class with my students, oh boy, that whole sense again of emotional labor and mm -hmm. regulating myself, like, okay, even if I'm having a, a rough time or today has not gone the way I expected it to, do I just put on a mask then and crank up the positivity? Yep, sometimes I do. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is something okay about that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deny how I'm actually feeling. Yeah. But there's a sense of professionalism, I think, right? Sometimes I do check that when I'm working mm -hmm. with my students. Are there times I do let them know, hey, I'm having a rough day? Yeah. Yes, but I don't think you can play that card every day. No. Right. right. And they're not there to be your counselors. Absolutely. And we have no. to be very careful with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's not no. the role right? no. That, no. that either of us play. So I guess one thing I'm still wondering about with, with all of this is, well, okay, I, sometimes I, I think I equate for myself positivity with kind of this happy clappy everybody's got their eyebrows up because yeah. here we go and I worry sometimes that people look at me while I'm teaching and think that right like yeah. it's that it's shallow or frivolous or something yeah. like that and so I, I guess I want to distinguish I think positivity might be more about joy instead of happiness and mm -hmm. uh, where happiness is something that comes and goes but joy is more deep-seated and mm -hmm. I mean it's actually 
you know, a fruit of the Spirit, right? Joy is, is something that's a lot deeper. And I wonder what you guys think about that. If, if positivity has more to do with something that is deeper, that can sustain, even when things are hard. Yeah. It's interesting as you say that, Dave, because then if I'm thinking about, instead of toxic positivity, I'm now thinking about the phrase toxic happiness. Mm. And that actually in some ways makes more sense to me or resonates with me in, this, in the sense of um, we're just going to gloss over everything and we're just all going to be happy. And, and in that sense, like happiness then is how do things always look? Right, like how do like yeah. we're gonna put on a show, so to speak? It's kind of this external. Um, it's this external thing. Like we've got to look good. We've mm-hmm. got to look like we we have our stuff together. Right. Um, and there's there's something, in some ways, that can be very inauthentic about that. And I, I think our students and our colleagues at times can can pick up on that. And and it makes me. And I sometimes wonder if 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 I think about toxic happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if sometimes what that can do is, as I think about that phrase, um, is then it almost makes it um, unsafe to feel anything else, or that that people can actually get cynical, um, that because no one can be, no one can be happy all the time. Well, Brene Brown would call it armor, right? Yeah. I was just listening to a podcast yeah. today, right? So armoring up and yeah. not being vulnerable with yeah. how you're really feeling, and perfectionism yeah. can be yeah. a a symptom of yeah, that sure and yeah. if we are only allowed to be a certain way in our yeah. workplaces yeah. then w- that's not a healthy right dynamic yeah. we feel like we have to hide and we can't have those lower moments then you're mm. not living your authentic self either and, it, and i think as you th- as i think about the word armor you want to create this culture of vulnerability or authenticity and safety and yet you put the armor on yourself and so you're, what you're asking of people is not what you're willing to do yourself, right? right. right? And in that sense, it's like, I want this. I, I know this is good for a culture in my classroom, or I know this is good for culture on a staff or on, on a faculty, and, and yet I, put, I armor up, so mm-hmm. to speak, and yet don't, I, I'm not willing to go there, mm-hmm. go there myself. And, and, and in fact, in not wanting to go there by myself, I err on the side of just always the happy clappy. And... I once heard an analogy of a pendulum, right? So the farther that you're able to swing one way means that you can swing back the other way just as far. So if you aren't willing to live in and deal with negative emotions, then you can't swing as far Mm -hmm. toward joy either, right? No, I'm I'm thinking about about a, a good friend of mine back in Vancouver who's... Um, theme or storyline is choose joy and I think I've mentioned I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before and and I'm not suggesting he was an unhappy person like I think he was overall pretty pretty happy person but he was he was he he chose to to see the joy in moments which is different than happiness like Mm -hmm. he he Mm -hmm. he lived from a place of of seeing the joy and the gratitude and there was something deep deep with it within him and and there's a wisdom that comes out of joy, mm. but it's not. But it doesn't come off as be happy as I am happy, or you know, like why are you feeling like that? But it's saying no, like let me let me rest in your unease 
with you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's because you are filled with joy that it also allows you to, to rest in the unease of it. And, and maybe that's the heart of this sense of positivity, really, right? Like, it's not yeah. shutting off other emotions, no. but it's like, I can be joyful with you, even yeah. in hard times. Like, mm -hmm. I'll be present yeah. with you and empathize with you in yeah. this. Friends, we know your time is valuable. We want to thank you for joining us today for another Hallway Conversation. Whether it's this day, this week, this month, or this school year, we do hope that the Lord gives you what you stand in need of to end well. And we want to thank you for the good, God-delighting work you're doing in your schools and communities. As you go into this week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Have a good week, everyone. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual Hallway Conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening. <laughs>